0: don't call it a comeback. Actually, yes, you can. You, you most certainly can call it a comeback. Well, family, I took some time off and I had to address some things in real life, but I'm back. So welcome to season two of the I grew up over 30 podcast. I am your host Dre and I greet you in love. I hope you have all been doing well making it keeping your head above water and all praise do that you are here today listening to me. To start this season off, I want to talk about some situationships going on these days and hip y'all to some game about this here married life. So let's talk. Now, I know you all heard about some of the marriages that are going through a divorce right now. Cardi being offset Will and Jada with their entanglements Dre and his wife honey she want to act like she was the one in the in the gym shooting threes uh Mariah Carey dropped her book she's talking about her marriage with uh, the Sony guy Tony whatever Matola, whatever child can Snoop please stop cheating on that woman I know y'all done seen Princess and Ray J on and off again, old divorce. No, we won't. Yes, we will. Psych faked you out, asses. Uh, Y'all know Ryan Seacrest? Apparently him and his girl is on and off again. You know, Neo and his wife were divorcing. Now they back together. Now they all over each other uh, on social media again. Um, Everybody heard of Auntie Wendy Child and Kevin and that side piece baby. And good old fizzle, dizzle, pop, sleeping with old baby mother. We done all heard about it. Not to mention the own, the dysfunctional relationships that we know in our own real life. You know, I know some folks that is with some folks out of convenience. I know some folks that's with some folks out of obligation. I know some folks that don't know how to leave some situationships. I know some folks that stay together. <clears throat> Because they just't been together this long, um, and I know people that jump from one relation to one relationship to another, and they always in love. So we we know a little bit of everything, right? personal or celebrity wise. We can see so many different types of relationships, failed relationships, baby dumpings, you know, the, the relationship hoppers, you know. But let's get back to some basics because y'all know I love going way, way back. So first, let me say this. Every person you give time to that you exchange any kind of sexual energy with or have a child with Anybody that's anybody in your life in that type of capacity, right? They all are there to teach you a lesson about yourself. They're all there to show you something deep within yourself that needs to be addressed and and healed, right? Especially when some of the same stuff continues to happen. Now, with that being said, let's address who the fuck we are coming into our relationships. Most of the time, we're on some type of hunt for love. Everywhere we go, if we don't have a man, we're trying to find one. If we have one, we we trying to hook our girls up with somebody or oh, he would be good for her or whatever, whatever. We fix ourselves, we enhance or adjust or take away or hide or do all these things to our physical to what we think we want. Um, our man to see right what what we want to look like for him we watch movies and shows about what love is supposed to look like you know we make these relationships our goals we have all the time in the world to listen to our friends drama and whatever it is that they got going on or even the drama they telling you about somebody else that they know because shit at least it's not you right (laughs) at least it's not me going through it right or At least it's not just me, right? You feel, it makes you feel okay in whatever shit you got going on because hell, somebody else somewhere else is going through it. Child, ridiculous. We often fail to encourage or to even do any type of healing. We don't take our time between one experience before jumping into another one. We don't give ourselves time to look at where something may have went wrong for lack of better words and to heal from that especially if we're talking about some type of cheating or abuse you know money issues or what the future was supposed to be did y'all both want kids do y'all not want kids does one want something you know those are differences that may affect the relationship later on down the line it could cause a breakup so, whatever caused the separation is hardly ever dealt with. We blame the other person and we move right along. Heavier and heavier those bags get, bag lady. One thing that I wish folks would have taken away from the whole Jada and Will entanglement shit show was how, how she expressed that her actions were stemming from her unhappiness. Everyone was quick to clown Will and make a mockery of what she said. There was memes of how he looked, you know, and and interpretations of what that look meant, you know. Everybody kind of poked fun, but I feel like it was because what she said went over most people's heads. She never said that Will was making her unhappy or that she was unhappy with Will. Or that anything that he did brought her unhappiness or that it brought her happiness. Nor did she say that the entanglement with August made her happy. What I got from what she said was nothing external was giving her happiness. Not her marriage, not her kids, not the affair, not her success or her money. None of it. None of that was making her happy. So let that sink in, family. Think about that. Here is this gorgeous woman with some of the culture's best roles under her, you know, her belt. She's married to an icon. Her kids, you might think that they're weird or they're different or whatever, but they are giving, loving, intelligent children, young adults now, you know. But none of that. Not her mother, not her family, not the money that she had. I mean, come on, yo. This woman was on somewhat of an intimate level with Tupac. I, I don't I don't know if they had sex. I didn't I didn't read none of anything like that, but intimacy is often so much more than the flesh. So here's this woman that lived a life that most of us could only dream of and none of it gave her. Which she had to then dig deep and give to herself. Which she should have already done. But a mistake that many of us make. That most of us make. So to me, Will's look, that disappointment was in himself. That he didn't see it. That he didn't foster an environment to make her comfortable enough to even say that she wasn't happy. He could deal with the infidelity because they're so much, they're past that. When they told y'all years ago that they were life partners, I think that's what they called it. Meaning it was so much deeper than sex for them. And we get so hung up on on the size, on the curve, on the girth, on the depth. on I mean, on all of these things that we feel like our man needs to do. And there, it's just so much deeper than that. But anyway, to me, that was what I saw when I looked at those memes, you know, in his face like that, that he missed it. But let me get back to her. Do you know how brave and how much courage it takes to look this, look at somebody that you've spent umpteen years with and say, there's nothing that we can do together that's going to make me happy? I need to search and, and go on that quest by myself. I need to do that alone. I need to I need you to respect that I can't give you my best because I'm not at my best. And I need a break. I need to separate. Not because you want to lay with somebody else. Not because all of a sudden you want to do all these things that you feel like you were held back from. Because if that, if, let me just say as a side note, if you were with somebody that was making you feel that kind of way, you should have been long gone. But because there's inner work that needs to be addressed that can't be because of your attachment to this person, it takes a lot of courage to tell somebody that. To, to understand that it hurts to tell that other person to look at them and say, I'm not happy, but it's seriously not you that it's really me. Right? Because people that's a real cliché thing that people say and they say it to get out of the guilt. But when you're truly working on yourself, it, it is the truth, it is not you. It is me. So when when we're hurting, when when we allow that pain to take over, our vision is cloudy. What we see is being viewed through a lens of hurt. We then end up finding familiarity in things and we hold on to things and we find comfort in things because it becomes the devil that we know. So we don't want to see the red flags for what they are. Even when we move on with other people, they become a project. We take on this um, new person. And we decide that there's so many things about that person that we need to change them to be so that they're perfect for us. Instead of working on ourselves so that we attract someone that's all those things that we need to be. We continue to allow toxic energies into our lives in hopes of changing it when in fact it's only being attracted to our own toxic selves. We focus on lifting up the other person. We say that we can change them. We can make them. We can mold them. They, they're going to be just what we need them to be. And we stunt our own growth. We're not growing to be who we're supposed to be because we try to make someone else better. And my favorite phrase is you dressing someone up for the ball to go with someone else because then someone else will see the potential in this finished project. And will treat them as the finished project. Where you are resentful, bitter because here you are—you didn't got him a better job, you didn't got him enrolled in school, you didn't got him that certificate, you didn't got him that car, you didn't got him license to do this, that, and the third. And girl, you is still the receptionist. Ten years later. Just, just think about it. Just think about it. So what? What's really deeper in there is that our hurt and our fear paralyze us from being single and taking the time and working on ourselves we instead put expectations on other people to make us happy to bring us success and prosperity which is not always financial but even if it is and and we put the expectation of other people to make us feel good how backwards how absurd You should already have that within yourself. You want somebody that's going to match that high energy. Because the person that you're with is coming to you or already with you because of the energy that you've already had. And a lot of times we don't like to think that we're the bad energy. But if you unbiasedly look at your circumstances, you'll determine what all those things are attracted to it's all reflected in your reality so you have to be okay with taking the time back and 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 the step back to reevaluate yourself or evaluate if you've never bothered to and really think about who you are and what it is that you're putting out into the atmosphere so all them people I talked about and all them situations, I was specifically referencing marriage and the, the union of matrimony, okay? So, let me say this. We finna talk about what marriage isn't, okay? And what it shouldn't be is the goal. And I'm gonna tell you why. When you look to be married as a goal, you're inclined to settle. You're inclined to feel forced and obligated to marry this person because of certain circumstances. You might marry someone to show face because of all the time that you've invested in a relationship. You you, um, you could have somebody marry you out of convenience instead of love. You... You could feel like, man, I'm at a certain age or, you know, I've done this, this and this. Like now it's time for me to get married. And so because you're not, you can start feeling like you failed or like something is quote unquote wrong with you. You can even cause yourself to go into a bit of a depression because you don't have a piece of paper with your name and someone else's name. So marriage is not your cow at home. Now, the saying, why buy the milk when you're going to have the cow at home, that's what it's not, right? It's not guaranteed financial security, you know, you could be with somebody 20, 30 years and as soon as them kids leave out the house, they leave you, or, you know, something happened and you're not the beneficiary on the life insurance, you know, as soon as the kids turned 18, he... Um, changed it to the to the children. You know nothing about it, and he passes, and that's it. Or, I mean, it's just—it's not financial security, bitch. Okay, it's not his job, and it's not her job to make sure that you're straight. It's not monogamy. People think that because they get married, they the the other person gonna stop cheating, <laughs> baby it's not servitude okay you not the maid you not the chef you not the handler you not the the you not unless there's some kind of agreement where the one body has this and the other body has that which is different than servitude that's not servitude that's your business right but i'm talking about some cinderella type shit and it's not your ticket out people be marrying folks To get out of their home life. To get out of one relationship. To get out of the state. To get out of a job. To get out of whatever. No. And it's not a publicity stunt. You shouldn't be marrying folks. Because you think about what other people are going to say. Or because of what other people said. You know. Oh you need to. Y'all been together this long. You might as well get married. Or y'all done all that. You might as well be married. You. No. That's what it's not. So what is it if it's none of those things it's work right it's an agreement that you continue to grow and to learn and to improve and to create and to provide a safe space to bring up the next generation it's looking into another person's eyes and seeing purpose not some paradise future of rolling in the dough and 30 cars and no It's a purpose that you see within them that you want to help foster. It's a greatness that you want to commit to. That you want to see that person achieve the best version of themselves. But because you are the best version of yourself. Because you're actively working at it. And knowing that working to be your best self will be reciprocated by that person's energy. Because you know when you and that person are great individually, together you can impact the world. Marriage is a relationship that should make you want to continue a vertical path to righteousness. It should make you want to be conscious and alive and awake and living. It should be two people elevating their own individual highest potential. So basically, I want to be great and I want you to be great. And I see us being great on a level that is out of this world. Not, oh shit, he got, let me go ahead and you, yeah, he he's financially secure. Let me go ahead and marry him. And you don't want nobody. oh, well, she, you know, she's having my baby. Let me go ahead and, you know. You don't want no situation where the person is feeling forced, one way or the other, forced to ask you, or you forced to say yes. There's obvious reasons that you, you know, would need to leave your current situationship and, you know, some type of abuse, you verbal, physical, mental, whatever. And, you know, somebody got you working so they can lay around at home, that's Those are obvious reasons that you need to move on, but there's other not so obvious covert ways that you can be in a toxic relationship that's causing you harm in those exact same areas, because being with someone that makes you unhappy can cause you to go shopping and spending your money unnecessarily. Just like you can do it on your own, someone else can put you in that state of mind as well. If you're not with someone that makes you feel secure, if you're not with someone that's encouraging you to grow because they want you to be great, if you find yourself uncomfortably complacent in your relationship, you need to make some changes. If your life is routine and being with this person stunts your growth and stops you from being And living at your highest potential. It's time to go. If all you can do for each other is materialistic. Even in the sense that he hurts you. And then he buys your love. If you got to go too far back in the memory bank. To think of the good times. You need to accept that it's dead weight. And it's keeping you down. The second part of that equation is is that you could be that to another person you could be holding someone back just as much as someone could be holding you back they could have a passion or there could be a void in their life that's not being fulfilled because they're with you and they don't want to leave you maybe you one of them chicks that acts crazy when a guy tries to break up with you you want to start smashing windows and shit like so the motherfucker just stays with you and constantly cheats on you and treats you bad and fights with you and doesn't come home and does all this shit because really he wants you to break up with him because he's too scared to do it on his own he tired of fighting you and having to get his damn windshield fixed But he'd rather deal with you on whatever level and at least have some type of whatever peace that may bring versus fighting with you. Don't be too proud to say you might be the problem. So it's important that we understand and accept that some relationships and many of them. Friendships, job, job jobships, you know... (laughs) All of those are just experiences to teach us about ourselves. It's an avenue to address something within yourself that needs to be brought to light and healed. Just a vessel. It really doesn't require a lot of courage to do what's best for you. It's the fact that you have to tell the other person that you don't see a future with them. It's the selfishness of holding on to the time and the energy that you spent in that relationship that won't let you move on. It's the appearance that what you feel you need to uphold, (laughs) because you're scared of what people will say. It's the need to have that image out there that you cannot break, that, that facade that has to be upheld, because what will people think? What will they say? Does that seem fair? Does that really sound like love? Does that really sound like matrimony? Is that the type of home that you want for your kids? Is that what you want them to then have? Is that the type of cycle that you want to continue on? Is that really how you want to spend your time on earth? It it just can't be. It can't be, sis. You need to ask yourself, what do you want? And if if you know it's not what you're doing, then spend some time trying to understand the fear that's keeping you attached because that's really what it is take some progressive steps to get yourself on your own too and moving again and i know it's easier said than done and the f- addressing the fear is most of the work because once you can really dig into yourself and say you know what i'm 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 scared to move on because I don't want to get cheated on again, and I can't figure out why it keeps happening. I try to be a good woman. I try to give him everything that I got, and it's just never enough. That may be true, but is your lack of trust in your past of being cheated on got you calling that man 10, 15, 20 times a day? does that have you wanting to spend every waking hour with him and not having likes for yourself instead liking what he likes and doing what he does and spending time where he spends time thus losing yourself to be who he wants you to be or who you think he wants you to be you really just replicating him so how in the world would you want me to believe that that's what god needs you to do on this earth How could you possibly think that that's what love is supposed to look like? You have to dig into yourself and figure out where that fear comes from and you will be able to move past it. You will be able to take some progressive steps and just keep fucking going. You know, and if it's leaving somebody like because y'all got a place together or whatever, then maybe you need to go over your finances. Maybe you need to conserve in one area so that you can save and put some money to the side. And maybe you need to start selling some stuff. I don't know what you need to do. But there will be something that you can do so you can go on about your business. You might need to take some classes, get, st- get some education, get you get you a certificate. Stop telling him what he need to do on his job and elevating him or getting him off the streets or off the couch or out of his mama's house. and Put that energy into yourself. If you already on a job, it got to be a promotion. If you got a degree, it got to be a next level. Are there any dietary changes you need to make so that you can clear your gut out and alleviate your mind of some toxic waste that's stored in your organs and your bloodstream? You might need a therapist and it's oh fucking gay. It is okay to get that professional help. Maybe if you're if you don't feel comfortable doing one on one therapy, which I don't know why you would, but if you don't Right now in quarantine, there's all these virtual things that you can do where you don't even have to put your real name. The people that you're paying know who you are, but the rest of the group don't know nothing. If they use Zoom, you don't have to turn the camera on. You don't even have to say anything for the first couple times. But you can get you some professional help. The same way I see some of y'all in these, you know, hundred plus dollar pair of shoes and pocketbooks and stupid shit. Shit for your car, shit for your desk, shit, you know, just decoration shit for you to put on Instagram. All these selfie sticks and ring camera lights and shit that y'all be buying for fucking social media. Bitch, you can buy a book, okay? You're not going to tell me you can't go, you can't sign up for for some fucking help. For you to be your greatest self? You are the best investment you will ever invest in not the materialistic and superficial shit that we see on everywhere even in our real life because at this point you can't even say social media you you go into target and you'll see some bitch with a designer bag and a couple hundred dollar pair of shoes and and all and I'm not saying that she doesn't have it together I'm just saying that when we don't we look at that shit and we think that we don't have it together because we don't have that work on yourself some of my most powerful healing breakthrough moments have been being lost in the pages of a good fucking self-help book Uh, and being virtual with my therapist y'all know I love my therapist if you know me in real life you know that I talk about him all the time don't be afraid to ask for help all I ask is that you be cautious of where and from whom you seek it okay family Remember, the love you have for yourself sets the standard for how others are going to love you. Be kind to yourself. Extend yourself grace. Be patient with your growth and be present and grateful for where you are, regardless of what it may look like. What it, what, what it does look like. I'm not even going to say what it may look like. You know what your reality is. But don't stop believing that there's greatness on the other side. Be grateful for what you got right now. For everything. All the bad that you've dealt with. It's only made you stronger. You've survived it. So be grateful for it. Stop letting these bullshit ass relationships make you feel unaccomplished and unworthy. Authentic love starts from within. It's not given therefore it can't be taken away. It's the beauty of being secure within yourself. That provides Authentic love. You have a peace about in your spirit that you hold so sacred that you don't give the power to affect it to anyone. Authentic love repels pain, it transmutes negativity, it spreads willingly and freely. It's not selfish and it's not picky. It wants to be shared and it wants to be felt by everyone. Those working towards authentically loving themselves know the importance of their healing. They know the impact that the love that they have for themselves has on the village that they're a part of and the widespread effects of unconditional true love and what it can have. Authentic love understands that having, giving, and expressing love have nothing to do with a damn marriage license and it doesn't have anything to do with any other person. Your love can be impactful on any and every level, and how necessary it is to humanity to be a source of love. That's enough for the person that's working towards authentically loving themselves and towards their healing. Enough of the superficial shit, okay? Let's work on loving ourselves, and most importantly, let's reevaluate what makes us whole and what makes us happy. I'm not against marriage. I'm not against newlyweds, but I am against those I do it for the grammars. Because I'm not saying to not ever get married. When you find the right person that can do that to you without doing that to you, it's a beautiful thing. I love being married. I love being with my husband and growing with him and learning and sharing and creating and building and being in his presence but when people rush or when people get married for the wrong reasons you end up spending a miserable life with someone making them miserable and having miserable ass kids that then got to try to break the cycle or continue the cycle so just remember why you decide that you want to make that commitment and remember who You're deciding to make that commitment for, not with, but for. Are you really getting married for yourself? Are you really doing this because you want to do it? And not because it feels like you're supposed to do it or you feel like you have to do it. Peace, family. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you sharing your time with me. Connect with me on Instagram at nowplaying__iguo30. Shout out to the happy Gemini herself, my producer Jasmine. Please like, review, and tell a friend if anything I shared has helped you want to look within and heal. Remember, be grateful, seek knowledge, and have lots of love, patience, and grace for yourself. The universe always responds to your vibrations. Love you to life. Peace.